This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. And welcome to the Thursday edition of the Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. For Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. Bank earnings weighing on financial markets, and we'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the report on producer prices, the latest reflection of inflation and the economy. And here to talk about it, David Jones, the chairman of DMJ Advisors in Denver and author of the book, Understanding Central Banking. So, David, your thought on these latest producer price numbers? Shockingly high, um, uh, even exceeded the estimates, both for the Consumer Price Index, which, of course, jumped 9.1% year over year, and then that Producer Price Index, which rang the bell at 11.3%. The Fed has no choice at the policy meeting coming up this month uh, to raise rates uh, by a significant amount. The choice will be between a full percentage point hike in the Fed's target interest rates and 0.75 or three quarters of a percentage point like we saw in the month of June. And I think we're going to see more Fed hikes through most, if not all, of the rest of the Fed policy meetings this year. The Fed simply has to hike aggressively to regain any credibility at all in its fight against inflation. Well, certainly this tells us what the Fed's likely to do. What does this tell us about what's ahead for the economy? Well, it's going to hurt the economy. Anytime interest rates go up, borrowers always face a higher cost, whether they're borrowing to buy a house or a car, any other big-ticket item. Uh, Those rising interest rates are going to hurt demand, and that could bring the economy down to a recession I don't think we're in one yet, but I think we're going to be in one sometime over the next 12 months. David, you referred to these numbers as shocking. Does this in any way suggest that uh, maybe inflation and prices are more out of control than we thought they were? I mean, it's, it's obviously not an easy thing to control inflation once it starts, but... What does this say about what we're looking forward to in terms of the ability to eventually rein in prices? Well, your question is is the right one. Um, I think it means it's going to be more a more difficult process. I think we will see, you know, some downturn by the end of the year, but we're talking about extremely high numbers, the highest in 40 years in terms of the inflation numbers we're facing right now. And uh, we're going to be lucky to get those numbers down in any significant way by the end of the year. What that says to me is we may see even more rate hikes in the first half of next year. And I think that virtually guarantees an economy that tilts over into recession no later than the second half of next year. 
David, as the chairman of DMJ Advisors, what is your advice for folks listening right now? What should they be doing to help them deal as best they can with this situation? Well, batting down the hatches, um, I, I think you just need to sit in as much, if you're an investor, sit in as much cash as you can and uh, wait till the stock market finally hits bottom. Uh, my view is we're still some distance from that, and we're also going to get more uh, negative economic news. So it's not a very good situation. That's David Jones, who is a good person to have in times like these or any time. He's the chairman of DMJ Advisors out of Denver, and you'll want to check out his book, Understanding Central Banking. Coming up, a look at disappointing earnings in the banking sector. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Some of America's biggest banks are falling short on earnings expectations, and let's put the spotlight on them through the view of Dick Beauvais, the chief financial strategist for New York-based Odeon Capital Group. So, Dick, what's the situation with banks and why? Well, quite frankly, I, I just don't think the market understands uh, what is happening in the banking industry right now, and it's overreacting to numbers which just aren't that bad. Uh, in other words, prior to this earnings season beginning, you know, I know I've written numerous comments and others have also indicating that there were three factors you have to look at. Number one, everything to do with traditional banking, which means making loans and getting higher margins, is fabulous, is really doing well. And uh, therefore, the net interest income of these companies are going to go up. Almost everything that has to do with capital markets, which is investment banking, mergers and acquisitions, mortgage banking, is 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 terrible and, and will stay terrible, in my view, for the full year. And then the third uh, set of issues is that the, there's an unknown related to whether we're going to have a recession, and therefore, I think we will, and therefore, a uh, you know, a major increase in loan losses, and what the increase in interest rates does to reduce, you know, the real value value of uh, bank uh, assets. All of that was known. And J.P. Morgan, you know, and Morgan Stanley come out with earnings uh, reports today in which they basically do exactly what everybody thought they were going to do. And then the market seems to have this severe reaction as if, gee, this is new. Gee, we never heard this before. Sometimes I think the market is a video game, and therefore nobody really cares about what the companies do, but it's just playing around with you know, the pieces as the game goes on. The fact of the matter is that the banking industry in the United States is in very sound condition. The prices of bank stocks are at relatively low levels. We are, in a re I think, in a, a recession. I think we're in a bear market, but there are opportunities even in bear markets during the Depression you made money if you bought bank stocks. You could buy bank stocks. You know, it seems to me picking up bank stocks at this level is, is not a mistake. You don't buy a full position. You buy a little bit because, you know, a year from now, the banking industry will be doing quite well. The uh, fear, uh, I think the fear of recession will be behind us and we'll be looking at a recovering economy. So I think we've got this overreaction to the, the video game here and, as opposed to looking at the fundamentals of, of the industry. Dick, is that a general thought that this would be perhaps a good time to consider banking shares or at least hold on to them? Or is there more of a deeper dive you can tape into specific issues or 
companies that people might want to look at and maybe aren't looking at? Well, I mean, they should be looking at the fact that, uh, you know, loan volume is increasing at a fairly rapid rate, you know, for all banks all over on the United States. Commercial, commercial industrial lending is up 9% year over year at the present time. You know, 18 months ago, it was flat to down. All right. So that's a huge you know, change. It's a shift in, in uh, the, the status of how banks are able to sell their products. The margins on those loans are going up. They're going up because interest rates obviously have gone up. Uh, so, so the net effect is if you're a bank which is not doing investment banking, is not doing, you know, these uh, capital markets things, you know, you're looking at a pretty good turnaround in the fundamentals of your business. And that would be banks like uh, the Midwestern banks. You know, you, you take a look at a Fifth Third Bank or a Regions Financial or a PNC Financial. All, all these companies are benefiting enormously by what's going on. And the only risk factor you have there is the loan loss provision. In other words, they took a huge benefit last year in the second quarter, and they'll take a hit in this quarter. So that'll impact earnings. But if you if you set that non-cash charge aside because it is a non-cash charge it's an accounting game and you look at the fundamentals you're going to see that the, that the regional banks in the united states particularly in your area are doing extraordinarily well that's dick bovey the chief financial strategist for new york-based odeon capital group as always great insight especially in the somewhat confusing numbers of banks and how they're doing on wall street considering comparing to how they are performing. Discussing the news affecting your money, the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Netflix partnering with Microsoft for a less expensive ad-supported subscription plan for the streaming service. And here to tell us all about it, Tom Layson, the media analyst out of Seattle. So, Tom, what is this partnership and why Netflix and Microsoft? Netflix announced this idea of a cheaper tier in the spring, and they interviewed Google and Comcast, but of course they have competing streaming services. So Microsoft won this, and they hope to roll it out before the end of 22. Um, Yes, Microsoft is going to have to up its game a little bit as a media sales organization, but like everything else, they hope to solve it with a lot of technology and algorithms to keep those subs engaged. So what's the benefit here to Netflix? What's the benefit here to Microsoft? Benefit to Netflix is to try to retain subs. Um, They're on track to lose 2.2 million subs or thereabouts here in the first half of this year. And the interesting thing about this is that, you know, the revenue side comes and goes. A recession comes, people are going to cut down on their subs. Um, People are starting to get to a saturation point and they're going to come and go. But what doesn't come and go is the high expenses associated with producing premium content to get those eyeballs onto your platform. Yes, you can get lucky every now and then with Squid Games, which is a single camera shoot with a bunch of people in no costume in a warehouse, but that is not the rule. So the benefit for for Netflix is to try to retain subscribers, retain that revenue base, and for Microsoft is to have a platform to sell ads into and to and to have a partner in the streaming vertical, although I think you know, some you can question whether this is investable and whether this industry is maturing and whether we're going to see a wave of consolidations. Um, being the first mover isn't always the best thing. Sometimes it's the second mover that wins, and it'll be interesting to see how Microsoft fares in this. Tom, is there anything we can compare this to elsewhere in streaming and how that has worked? 
Well, there there are a lot of companies you haven't heard of that do marketing for streaming services that go out and try to drive subscriptions and do do online social media and that kind of thing. But becoming an ad agency for for over the top, you know, for an over the top partner exclusively um, is going to be new for Microsoft. Um, they're, they've gotten out of the display space on the web, um, but they're actively engaged. It's about, I think, 6 to 10% of their revenue is actually advertising-based. So this is going to give them that opportunity using uh, some of their platforms, AWS and other things, to leverage some of that and to try to get to be a little bit of a bigger player in the ad space. And uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see going into a recession um, how that plays out. And, Tom, what is this going to mean for subscribers or people who are – thinking about a streaming service and maybe looking for a cheaper alternative to what Netflix offers now? You know, it might be the right choice going into a recession if people are looking to save a buck. My big question is, are they going to put the premier stuff, the stranger things, behind another firewall at some point? So not only are you paying for a subscription and watching ads like cable TV did so successfully for so many years, but you're not getting access to the premium content. So I'm going to be interested to see if there's a tier and another tier, or if they're going to roll it all out and basically just say you can pay less and watch some ads. Um, some of that is a technology question as they set up their streaming services, and I think that too is where maybe AWS comes in on this to be able to parse and have different branches of, of this service rolling out to different people through the nodes in their in their internet providers, um, that's kind of taking a deep dive into the weeds, but I, I think it's a consideration. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if people um, gravitate to this and if it's enough to improve the revenue picture um, in light of expensive programming costs to, to make it work it for, for both parties. That's Tom Lason, the media analyst out of Seattle. Check out his Twitter page at, at Tom Lason. Still ahead on Technology Thursday, fast chargers for electric vehicles are becoming more available along American highways. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Which is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. And for Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. 
These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Iran's nuclear plans dominate talk during President Biden's trip to the Middle East. Seats on the board of the Federal Reserve fully filled for the first time in a decade. On Technology Thursday, GM building a network of electric vehicle fast chargers at Pilot and Flying J travel centers along U.S. highways. And it may be July, but prospective Santas need to have their resumes and references ready now. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 375 points, the S&P 500 down 41, and the Nasdaq is down 82 points. It's 1231. Iran's nuclear ambitions dominated a joint news conference between President Biden and an Israeli counterpart in Jerusalem today. In a joint declaration with Israel, the U.S. promised to use all elements of its national power to prevent Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon. President Biden said he believes diplomacy is the best way to do that. But Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid openly disagreed. The only way to stop them is to put a credible military threat on the table. The president said the U.S. is waiting on a response from Tehran. When that will come, I'm not certain, but we are not going to wait forever. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. For the first time in nearly 10 years, all seven seats on the Federal Reserve Board are filled. By a bipartisan vote, 66 to 28, the Senate easily approved Michael Barr to be the Federal Reserve's vice chair for supervision, its top banking regulator. Serving at Treasury in the Obama administration, Barr helped design the Dodd-Frank financial regulations after the 2008 financial crisis. During a Senate hearing, he said he would promote clear rules to govern financial innovation and pledged to support the Fed's efforts to reduce inflation. He also said Congress and financial agencies should regulate stablecoins, a form of cryptocurrency often pegged to the dollar. Ben Thomas, Washington. It's 1232. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Markets are in the red. And to talk about it, we're joined by Jim Awad, the Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors, LLC, in New York. So, Jim, your take on what's happening on Wall Street today. Well, you had a terrible CPI number yesterday and a bad PPI number today, which shows that uh, inflation for the moment does not seem to be peaking which is going to keep the Fed in very aggressive mode at a time when the economy is slowing. So people are starting to worry about what is the outlook for the economy, what is the outlook for jobs, what is the outlook for profits. And that's all going to stay murky for the next several months. So uh, the market's going to have a lot of trouble uh, gaining traction. Uh, at some point between now and the end of the year, we will get clarity on those issues, and there's a possibility for stabilization and even, re- and even rebound after that. But for right now, it's a preservation of capital uh, environment. Well, we're looking for clarity, but Jim, can you give us any thoughts on where you think those are all going to go? Yeah, my guess is that uh, uh, core inflation uh, is probably in the process of peaking. Uh, Headline is a different uh, matter because you have uh, have, uh, food and energy in there, and energy being the wild card that you don't know what's going to happen with... um, uh, with, with Ukraine and, 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 and any, any disruption that might have happen there. But I think core inflation is in the process of peaking, will come down very slowly. I think the Fed will be very aggressive and get to where they want to go uh, by the end of the year. And, and my best guess is, you know, nobody knows, my best guess is the economy can handle it with a, with a mild recession. But that uh, even under that scenario, earnings estimates are still too high. 
So we have probably one more leg down in the markets as we take earnings estimates down for the back half of this year and the first half of next year. But a lot of the damage is done. So, Jim, what's your advice for folks? What is the best approach in conditions like these with what we're looking at? Well, if you're young uh, and you have time, buy into this weakness because every time you've had a drawdown in the markets like this, the market a year and two la- year or two later has been higher. So this is presenting itself as an opportunity for somebody who is young, who has time in front of them. If you're older and you need your money and you're going to need access to it over the next six months, just hoard your cash and let let events play out. Jim, I'm going to ask you one thing because I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. That is it possible that the only way we're going to rein in these rising prices might be a recession, and that that might be sort of the the nasty medicine we have to take to cure the condition. It's increasingly looking like that. Inflation is stubborn. The economy is weakening as we speak. Uh, The summer is still strong because you had a lot of pent-up demand for travel uh, and vacations. But I think in the fall, there would be a reality check. And yes, I think the odds are increasing and probably over 50% that we're going to have a recession. But I don't think it needs to be a serious one like we had in 2020 and 2008. I think it'll be a shallow recession uh, with a slow grinding recovery. But we're in, we're in for a few years of higher than expected inflation and slower than expected growth. Jim, is there anything with all of these, and it seems every day we're getting these incredibly shiny objects that are grabbing our attention, which they should, but is there anything because of all of those that people aren't seeing that they need to know about? Well, there's there's a, a black swan risk in Ukraine. Uh, uh, Putin seems to be getting increasingly aggressive uh, in, in his uh, rhetoric, uh, and there, there is a chance that, that you, you end up with a NATO-Russia uh, conflict. Uh, so that's out there. Otherwise, we're basically looking at inflation, interest rates, economic activity, and profits. Those are the things that you need to watch. And we'll be getting, we'll be getting information each and every month uh, uh, over the summer and into the fall to give us better clarity on those issues. And there's no better person to help us keep watch on all of these than Jim Awad, the Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors, LLC in New York. Jim, thanks so much for all of that great information and insight. Up next on Technology Thursday, making it easier and faster to charge electric vehicles. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Technology Thursday, and General Motors has a plan to bring fast-charging electric vehicle stations to more of the country. And let's get the details from John McElroy, the automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv out of Detroit. So... John, what are GM's plans? Well, Jim, you know, everybody has looked at what Tesla has done, which, you know, the company went out and built its own fast charging network all across the country. In fact, they did it in Europe and they did it in China as well. And everyone else uh, that is the other automakers now realize they've got to try to catch up to what Tesla has achieved. So General Motors is working with a company called the Pilot Company, which operates road stops and gas stations and things like that under the pilot name and also Flying J. And GM and the pilot company are going to build 2,000 fast-charging stations all across the United States that will allow people to more quickly be able to uh, uh, charge up their electric car. And, And the goal is to have these stations located about every 50 miles 
they're going to be on the major highways across the U.S. And uh, that's pretty big news as far as electric cars goes. Yeah, because even today somebody was mentioning, you know, I I might buy an electric vehicle, but they're not for me because I can't drive to St. Louis without having to recharge, for example. How much of a hurdle is that in terms of sales when people say, you know, I I know it has this range, but I'm just really concerned that I'm going to get tied to a charger. Yeah, that's a genuine concern about people, and it's a real concern as well. Uh, look, for long-distance travel, I'm not sure that EVs are the right solution for most people. But, you know, most people don't do long-term or long-haul travel. Uh, in, in fact, if, you know, most of the studies show most people drive around 30 to 40 miles a day. And so if you're a multiple car household, an electric car could easily fulfill those needs. Uh, it's going to take more battery development in the future, more of an infrastructure in the future to get the charging time down. I mean, some of the best cars out there right now will charge up around 80% in roughly 10 minutes time, which isn't too bad. Now, those are the very best ones out there. Like I said, the rest of the industry has got to catch up on that. And it's going to take time for that to happen, but they're all working on it. So when can we expect charging to be sort of in a universal sense that, you know, whether you buy one of the higher-end vehicles or as we're increasingly seeing more, you know, mid-range and more affordable EVs coming onto the market, when are we going to start to see it where it maybe it does just take 10 minutes, where, you know, maybe if you were at a gas station, if you went in to get a sandwich or something, that's about the same amount of time to fill up. When when are we thinking that might become more universal? Uh, universal? Give it a few years. I'd, I'd say another three to four years, and it will be universal. Like I said, some some cars, electric cars, are able to do that right now. And we're going to see more chargers coming in. In fact, there's actually a whole lot more chargers already in place than people are aware of. If you do not have an electric car and you're not paying attention to that, they're they're invisible to you. If you have an electric car, and in fact, most of them on the, the center screen uh, on the navigation system will show you exactly where you can go to charge your electric car. So there's more out there than people are aware of. But even having said that, we need thousands more of these chargers before people become comfortable enough, the vast majority of them, to go out and buy an electric. Well, you talked about the fact that a lot of people don't even realize the availability of chargers. Is there anything else that folks who may not be as familiar with EVs as enthusiasts, uh, you think they should know or would be something that would maybe help them if they're trying to decide, is an EV right for me? Well, you know, one thing that if, if you're really considering if an EV is right for you or not, uh, some of the daily rental companies are starting to rent them. I mean, if, if you're really that hung up on whether or not you should get one, you might want to rent one for over the course of a weekend and see what you think about it before you make the commitment of actually buying or leasing one on your own. It's going to cost you some money, but it's, you know, something of an investment to determine if it's the right kind of car for you. And John, finally, what does this mean for GM in its play and its evolution in the EV market compared to the competition? What does this announcement today mean for them? Yeah, great question. So as I mentioned at the very beginning, Tesla's way out in front of everybody with its own charging network. 
GM is, with this announcement, really stepping up to kind of be in second place to Tesla when it comes to vehicle charging like this. And General Motors is one of the traditional companies that's diving into the, the EV pool head first in the deep end. I mean, it's, it's totally committed. So building out a nationwide network of fast charging stations is a very big step forward for General Motors. That's John McElroy, the automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv out of Detroit. John, thanks as always. Great insight into all of this. And a lot of people curious and a lot of people very interested in those EVs. Join us at this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday. And still to come, celebrating Christmas in July, where it's going to stay in the mid-70s. And then for tonight, mainly clear skies. Clouds will move in, though, and we could see a shower or thunderstorm before morning as we head down to a low of 64. Right now, it's mostly sunny in 77 at O'Hare. And on the market watch, the Dow's down 342 points, the S&P 500 down 34, and the NASDAQ is down 54 points at 1250. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, if you love Christmas, you'll love this segment. We're going to be talking about Christmas in July and why... If you want to be a Santa this holiday season, now's the time to get that resume ready. And to talk about it, we are joined by, and I love this title, founder and head elf, Mitch Allen of HireSanta.com out of Dallas. Hi, head elf. And so tell me about what's going on with the holidays. And I understand, too, that it's not just the holiday season when we're seeing holiday events. It's becoming more popular for them now. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, here at Hire Santa, we're already seeing so many people wanting a Christmas events. But this year, we've also seen uh, a resurgence of Christmas in July events. Uh, every weekend, uh, Santas are out around the country uh, spreading cheer in the summer. So how does that work, uh, a, Santa, a summer Santa event? I imagine, first of all, that Santa's not wearing the traditional red suit, or, or is he? Or is he out maybe in Bermuda shorts and a T-shirt? <laughs> You're exactly right. It's summer Santa attire, uh, and that can mean a, uh, a summer Santa shirt, a festive shirt, or even a holiday-themed uh, shirt, but no heavy red suit because uh, most of the country, it's pretty warm, and uh, Santa's, Santa's a pretty big fella, so we try to keep him cool. So, Mitch, why is it that we're seeing more of these Christmas-themed events in the middle of summer when there's usually other things that we focus on? I think that it's really just uh, COVID-related, and people are still wanting to get together and just to come up with different ways to socialize. And Christmas in July is just uh, another great way to uh, have a themed event that's not Fourth of July. So I think it's just uh, people wanting to get together. And I understand that you're already looking for the Santa's helpers for the holiday season. It seems like, well, gee, that's you know five months away, but apparently uh, you got to start doing it now. Oh, yes, absolutely. We're, there was a Santa shortage last year, and we think it's going to be, happen again this year. So we're, we're out there hunting for people with real beards who are real be- have real bellies and are real jolly uh, right now so that we can book them for this holiday season. And that's got to make it hard, right? Because not everybody has the Santa look, whether it's they don't have the beard or they don't have the bulk. Or, i got to imagine that makes it kind of challenging, especially in this kind of market. Uh, It really does, as well as, uh, you know, COVID really hit uh, the Santa community hard. As you can imagine, Santas uh, uh, have a high likelihood of a negative outcome if they get COVID. So it really has hit uh, the Santa community hard. And we're out there recruiting Santa Clauses right now 
at HireSanta.com for uh, this holiday season and for many years to come. And Mitch, what are we looking ahead to the holiday season this year, the you know, the traditional one? How are things looking this year? I mean, is it is it it sound like we're going to have quite a uh, quite a successful celebratory season this year? I do. I think that uh, the malls are all open. Uh, they'll be sitting back on Santa's knee again. You know, over the last couple of years, it was sometimes behind the shield, sometimes socially distancing. And as long as COVID or any other uh, a virus doesn't uh, pick up, we're seeing that people are planning to have a traditional Santa experience this year. All right. That's Mitch Allen, the founder and head elf at HireSanta.com out of Dallas. You'll find past programs and later today, a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.